There we go. Good morning. We're glad you're here to worship with us at Broadway 1109. We want to welcome you and say that we are thankful uh, and honored that you would spend an hour out of your week with us here at Broadway. Uh, if you're a guest with us, if you're new here, we're especially glad that you joined us this morning. Uh, I want to invite you, you got a, if you got a bulletin on your way in, we hope you grabbed one of those. Uh, there's a little perforated tab on the edge of it. If you don't care, simply fill that out, tear it off, and drop it in the offering plate here in a few moments as it goes by. Or if you miss that, that's okay. We've got a second chance for you to turn it in. You can drop that in our uh, welcome desk on your way out this morning. That's located in the back of our sanctuary. That's just our way of getting to know you a little bit and learning how we can best minister uh, to you and your family here at Broadway. Uh, we have a special guest with us who's going to open our service for us this morning, uh, Marlena Van Hoos. She's been here several times in the past, and we know you're going to be blessed by uh, what she's bringing this morning. I'm going to pray for us, and then I'll turn it over to Marlena for a minute. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for uh, the beautiful sunshine outside and for the reminder of the life that it gives. Uh, Lord, we thank you that uh, as we enter further into the Christmas season, uh, God, we know that we have plenty of reasons to celebrate, but Lord, we are especially thankful for the birth of your son, Jesus. Uh, Lord, we thank you that uh, you sent him uh, to, to be our sacrifice so that we could have a right relationship with you. And God, we celebrate and rejoice in that this morning. Lord, we love you. We thank you for what you're going to do here in our service, for what your spirit will do in our midst. Lord, we trust you for that and trust you for the fulfillment of your promises. God, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning or afternoon or whatever. My name is Marlene Van Hoos. I am 24 years old. I... I'm blind, totally blind, no vision. I cannot see naturally, but I could see through the eyes of faith. Thank God I'm going to see Jesus when I get to heaven. This song is called Christmas Lullaby. Mary 
picture of the world inside of me. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You have been so, so kind to me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. All the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Yeah. When I was your foe, still your love fought for me you have been so so good to me when i found no worth you paid it all for me You have been so, so kind to me. All the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leads a 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. All the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't break down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. 
There's no wall you won't break down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Oh, there's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't break down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't break down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Christmas is around the corner. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jesus. I'm so glad it's Christmas. All the tinsel and lights and the presents are nice, but the real gift is you. Happy birthday, Jesus. I'm so glad it's Christmas. All the carols and bells make the holiday swell, but it's all about you. But it's all about 
love you, Jesus. Happy birthday. Marlena, we appreciate you being here with us this morning. Would you stand as we continue to worship together this morning? We're going to sing a few Christmas songs this morning, uh, starting with Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Let's sing together. Hark the Herald Angels Sing Glory to the on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful, all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn King. In Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, late in time behold Him come, offspring of the virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh the Godhead seed, Hail incarnate deity, please as men went into dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel, hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Born is the King of Israel. 
for just a moment as our ushers come forward. I'm going to pray for us and then we'll move into our time of offering. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for this morning. God, we thank you for the, the worship and the, the experience that we've already had. And God, we pray that we would continue to glorify you this morning. Lord, as we move into a time of, of giving back a portion of what you have blessed us with, Lord, we pray that you would take our gifts, our tithes and our offerings, and Lord, that you would bless them to further your kingdom and your mission through our church here at Broadway. God, we love you. We thank you for all that you have done for us and the blessings that you give us. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. That mourns in lonely exile here Until the Son of God appear Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel Shall come to We continue to sing. Oh, come thou take spring, come and cheer our spirits by thine advent here. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows Thine own 
pray together. Lord, we thank you that, God, we have a, a hope in Jesus that you sent him as a, as, a, uh, as a baby at Christmas time. Lord, we celebrate that this morning, but God, we also rest and celebrate in the hope that he's returning as a conquering king. God, we love you. We thank you for all the blessings that you pour out on our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. like the only thing I was good at it was bringing myself like in real deep trouble and finding a solution to get out of it it got me to the point where I just got kicked again out of a job uh, I had crashed my my car I was still smoking so much pot and I, I owed six months of, of payment for, for for where I lived my friend whose house I was living in it was just like, like I was looking at my life, just sinking. Three years ago, during Eastern, um, the pastor, he said that if you want to be born again, your old nature has to be crucified as well, just like Christ's was. And when he said that, it's like something, somebody, someone asked me and proposed to me, are you ready like, to, to, to give your life? Are you ready like, to, to, to get your hands off that, that wheel? It's weird because there's like that feeling of, oh my God, like how bad am I? And also, how beloved am I still? I was baptized on 27 October 2016. It was just like discovering life all over again. It's when I met Robert um, that I really started uh, surf and. and he is a missionary, so obviously it's something that caught my attention. The first time I met Jordan, he was eager, but at the same time he was searching. He didn't have answers. He just knew that walking with the Lord, serving the Lord was the right thing. Every time I would read the scripture with him, he just wanted to know more and more and more. I just had like this confidence with him. I wanted like, you know, a little bit like Paul and Timothy. He was really that person. Jordan's basically become a partner in ministry. He's helping me with mission teams that come and, and having an aspect of leadership there. Uh, he's on fire for reaching his people for Christ. He's willing to do whatever it takes. Uh, in our local church, he has some responsibilities and some leadership. To, to reach Quebec, we have to do it through the Quebecois. Now, we can assist them, we can train them, but ultimately, they're the ones that are going to reach their own people. 
I just want to give my my whole self for the kingdom of God because like there's nothing else than that. It's like something that becomes so clear and give your life. I'll go wherever like he points to me, whatever it is. As we give, our goal is $15,000. We're already a third of the way there. I think even as the children go down to Children's Church, they've got their little Lottie Moon uh, Christmas or their little uh, offering boxes that they can even give as well. Everybody can give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Open your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 1. Then in a little bit, you also need to open up your Bibles to the book of 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 7. So we're going to be looking at those two scripture passages today. Last week we talked about, this is the middle of a, a sermon series here on um, Christmas encouragement. Last week we looked at how when Mary found out she was expecting, what happened was she went uh, obviously, she's never had relation, sexual relations before, so it's shocking news. An angel has appeared to her announcing she's pregnant. So she went to go find Elizabeth. The angel Gabriel also told Mary that Elizabeth, her relative, possibly her cousin or aunt, was also going to have a baby. So she went and traveled you know, 30, 40, 50 miles south now near Jerusalem, and discovered that it was true. Even Elizabeth, and she was past childbearing years, was expecting a baby. So that reconfirmed to Mary, it encouraged Mary, that it was true. She needed her family to encourage her. Now what we're going to see here is we're going to see what happened to Joseph. Joseph needed encouragement. You have to remember, Joseph, he was engaged to Mary. And he's found out his wife is pregnant. He's not the father. Mary's saying, hey, it's God's the father. And he's just a little skeptical about that. It, you, know, you just kind of have to wonder, I just don't know, Mary, if I believe you. So he made plans. He was going to break off their engagement. And God is going to intervene, and God does intervene to change his mind through a dream. And what's, what we see here is God encouraged Joseph. And we're going to see here in this passage about how he used and reminded Joseph of his lineage, his past, what family he was from, to bring him back to the realization that this is the Lord. God is at work. And what we want to get this morning is God, he can use your past, how far he's brought you to encourage you this Christmas. So open up your Bible, Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Won't you follow along here? The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered that before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. Alright, so her husband Joseph, now the reason it says the word husband, they weren't married yet, but if you remember in Bible times, even when you were engaged, it was a legal binding contract. So what was happening here is, um, uh, is your is his fiance. Uh, so that the families, what was occurring at this point was, if you're if you were a female, if you were a fiance, your mother would be training you for roughly a year or so to prepare you and disciple you for marriage. If you were a man, your dad would do the same. So moms and dads would train their children how to be a good husband, how to be a good wife. Here's how you live as an adult. Here's what to expect. So what happened is in Luke's account of this, and this is what we looked at last week, when Mary went to travel with Elizabeth, 
needed to go spend three months with her until John the Baptist was born, that would have been normal for her to go do that because she was in training and preparation because she was engaged. So that, that wouldn't have been crazy for you to leave and go live with your relative while you're expecting a baby. So that's what's happening here. Verse 19. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. So he comes up with his plan. He doesn't believe Mary's story. Mary, you went away for three months. Now you've come back and you're pregnant. And as I know it's not me. I'm not the father. And your story is God's the father. I just, I just don't believe it. Just, you know, whatever. So that's what Joseph decides, that he doesn't believe this story, and he's going to break off this engagement. He's gonna, but he's a good man, so he's not going to publicly shame her. He's not going to bash her on social media. He's just going to quietly, we're just going to pretend this never really happened. You go have a good life. I'll go my way and have a good life, and we'll live happily ever after without each other. That was his plan. And look what happens here. So God is going to intervene. Even when you've decided to do something, God can change your mind. Verse 20. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what, you have what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you're to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Do you know God's plan was actually revealed to Joseph right there in the dream? The entire plan of God, the purpose of Jesus, is shown in that verse. He will save his people from their sins. Keep going here. Now, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. Joseph went to bed that night planning to become a divorced man. He had his mind made up. He was going to put away Mary and change the course of his life. He didn't believe her. He woke up that morning a completely changed man. One night is all it took to change Joseph. One dream, Joseph was a righteous man, and God came to him in the middle of the night in that dream, spoke to Joseph very clearly, and convinced him and told him that the baby is from the Lord. Your wife has been faithful to you. Now, if you go back and look at verse 20, when God first spoke to Joseph, look at what he said there. Middle of verse 20, he starts out by saying, Joseph, son of David. That phrase there, son of David, this is important. Because it reminds Joseph of his lineage. If you have your Bible, keep your finger here in Matthew chapter 1 and flip back to the Old Testament book of 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 8. I want to give you some background on why that phrase, son of David, is so important. Son of David is important because if you read the very beginning of the book of Matthew and the book of Luke, you notice there's these long genealogies. Matthew has Joseph's genealogy. Luke has Mary's genealogy. And in both their genealogy, it traces who, basically where they, who their parents were, their grandparents, great-grandparents, all the way back to Adam and Eve. It basically traces. And in the middle of those genealogies, David is there. So you have to remember... For a Jewish person, it's very important because you want to make sure you're from the 12 tribes of Israel. That would have, what would make you an Israelite. If you're, if you're, from, uh, if you're from, uh, from one of Jacob's 12 sons, 
And you, then you could trace yourself all the way back to being from Abraham. Well, we're about to see here in the scriptures that David, who was the greatest king of Israel, he was promised a Messiah would come from his lineage. Well, Joseph. Joseph was from the lineage of David. Mary, she had the lineage of David as well. Now, there was lots of people with the lineage. It wasn't like these were the only two, but there was a lot of them out there. You know, thousands and thousands of people had, the, had David's lineage in there. But God chose Mary and Joseph. You say, well, Daniel, Joseph wasn't the true father. When Jesus grew up, and he was a 10, 11-year-old boy, he was known as the son of Joseph. Even though God was his father, most folks, his parents, were known as Joseph and Mary. Legally, Joseph was the father of Jesus. He was the, Joseph adopted his son Jesus. The rest of the world, while Jesus growing up, they didn't know him as a 10-year-old boy. This is not, they don't think of him as the son of God. That is, Daddy's Joseph. So they knew he's from, he's from, he's from David. He, that's their lineage there. Mary. Jesus was, came through Mary. She also was from David. So those two genealogies at the beginning of Matthew and Luke with the two Christmas stories, it's very important that you see the Messiah came from the house of David. So when the angel addressed Joseph, he reminded him, and remember, if, you're a, uh, if you were a Jewish person like Joseph and Mary, they knew in their lineage at some point the Messiah was coming from them, from one of someone born of, from the lineage of David. They didn't know when, didn't know who, but so when that angel addressed him in the dream. He's saying that prophecy a thousand years earlier, Joseph, it's coming true. In fact, you're the one. You and Mary are both from David. So y'all have been chosen for this purpose. So let's look here at this. Back in 2 Samuel, this is where this comes from. 2 Samuel chapter 7. What happened here is David was a mighty military warrior God blessed him in battle he would go out and fight and the man never lost win after victory after uh, accomplishment he would just was united the united the uh, all of Israel he God was blessing him Israel was very strong they were a mighty country during David's reign David reigned for 40 years as the king of Israel. And towards the later on in his years, he, he looks around, and the way it worked is he had this nice palace, but there was the tent of meeting over there where the Ark of the Covenant was. And it was in some raggedy old tent, falling apart probably. And David's in his nice gold palace, and he looks over there, and he thinks, here is the Lord with the Ark of the Covenant and the Ten Commandments, and that was carried around with Moses in the desert. I'm living in this nice palace. And the poor ark over there where God lives in the tent of meeting, it's just a dump. It's falling apart. I will build a temple. I will build a house for God. So they're going to build a church. They're going to build a not, not any, they're going to build a very elaborate temple for the Lord there in Jerusalem. So David makes this decision that he was going to do this. And he goes to bed one night thinking, it was time to start the building project. We're going to build God a home, a house made of cedar, a very nice temple. And then he gets a knock at the door. And that's where we're about to pick up. Because God is going to change his, David's plans. His plans aren't going to be for David to build a house. But David will have a house eternally. A forever home. And that's the promise we're going to see right here that continues even to us. So David received a house, but it wasn't the house he was expecting. So follow along here in your Bible. Second Samuel 
chapter 7, verse 8. This is the prophet Nathan coming to David, changing his plans. So now this is what you are to say to my servant David. This is God speaking through Nathan to David. This is what the Lord of armies says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, to be ruler over my people Israel. Do you know where David was when he was called? He was on the hillside with his sheep. He was raising animals. He was a shepherd boy in Bethlehem. Raising his animals. And God chose him and selected him as the next king of Israel. Just like God chose Joseph there in Matthew chapter 1 to be the, the legal father of Jesus. Just like when we're saved, God chooses you. It's, you're not here by accident. God has chosen these folks that He has a plan in their life. God has chosen us for salvation. He wants us saved to have a relationship with His Son. So God is reminding David, never forget, David, where you came from. You were just a shepherd. Now look what happened here. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have destroyed all your enemies before you. I will make a great name for you, like that of the greatest on the earth. I would designate a place for my people Israel and plant them so that they may live there and not be disturbed again. Evildoers will not continue to oppress them as they have done ever since the day I ordered judges to be over my people Israel. I will give you rest from all your enemies. So God is reminding David, I have taken you from the pasture and I will defeat all your enemies. Every victory you have comes from the Lord. And look at what he says. The Lord declares to you, the Lord himself will make a house for you. Meaning, David, you're, you're not going to be a builder. I'm going to be the builder. I will build your house. You don't build me a house. When t- your time comes and you rest with your fathers, I'll raise up after you your descendant who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Now... We know Solomon, who is David's son, does build the house that David wanted to build, the very first temple. But Solomon was a wicked king. He only had three good chapters in the Bible. Then he went downhill. He had uh, 300 wives, 700 concubines, and they led his heart astray. And he was worshiping idols. And then the kingdom split. And then it went farther into into misery for Israel and they eventually collapsed but we see here that God has a greater promise for this house so let's keep going verse 14 I will be his father and he will be my son when he does wrong I will discipline him with a rod of men and blows from mortals but my faithful love will never leave him as it did when I removed it from Saul whom I removed from before you now look what happened verse 16 Look at this promise here. We know that Solomon could not fulfill this promise. Neither could David. So it had to be someone greater in verse 16. Your house, he's speaking to David, and kingdom will endure before me forever. And your throne will be established forever. Well, we know after Solomon, with, after they split, it died out the throne. So what's he talking about here? He's talking about there will be someone from the lineage of David who will reign and rule for eternity. And what happens is that is fulfilled 1,000 years later when Joseph is told in a dream that this son that is in Mary's womb, he will be the one that will save his people from their sins. And the great thing for that, for applying to that to us, the powerfulness with us with that, is we know Jesus, what was promised back even a thousand years before, comes all the way down. We are saved through the house 
of David. And that's through Jesus. This promise that was made in 2 Samuel chapter 7 is fulfilled here. We are saved through this house. So if you go back, put back here on that verse, back of Matthew uh, 121. Look back up there on, uh, on uh, verse 23. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it's verse 20. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. One more. You go back one verse on this. It actually says... This phrase, this is us. We came from this lineage. We are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are saved through Jesus and how he ultimately is born of the lineage of David and then all the way through Joseph and Mary. And when you give your life to Christ, this matters. Because the Messiah couldn't be anyone. The promise had to be that someone, the deliverer, the savior, the fellow that was going to come and die to save for our, for our sins had to be from David. So when we see Joseph and Mary, they were obedient to the Lord they loved the Lord, and God selected them for the purpose so that ultimately we could be saved. This is God's working for us. So when we read the Christmas story, when we see the story of God working, all of this matters. Joseph, he went to bed one way. God woke God spoke to him. He woke up as an obedient servant. He even named his son Jesus. And if you look at your bulletin insert here, the name Jesus, it means in Hebrew, Yeshua, which is the Hebrew word for Joshua. Joshua means Yahweh saves. Translating all that to English, the Lord saves. That's what Jesus means. Jesus is the English word, the Greek word, for the Lord saves, which is Joshua in the Old Testament. God's plan worked perfectly all the way up so that we know we have a Savior whose sole purpose was to save. This morning, are you saved? Is Jesus Christ Christ, your Lord and Savior. Every time we use the word, I was saved. Jesus is my Savior. Your, that word is Jesus, which means the Lord saves. We don't save ourselves. David doesn't save us. Mary and Joseph, they don't save us. We're not saved by Mary or through Mary. We're saved solely by Jesus. This is why the Christmas story is our story. This is why, like Marla, we go and sing about how great it is to honor and to recognize His birthday. This is why here at our church, it's all about the baby born in the manger. This morning, are you saved? Has there been a time in your life that you have received Yeshua, and that's what Jesus would have been called when he was growing up. Yeshua, that would have been his name. Is he your Lord and Savior? I want to invite our band to come forward. Chris and Ben are going to come forward. And if you have never responded to Jesus, if you have never made him your Savior, we close every single service with an invitation. I'll be standing down front. You come forward. And take my hand and say, Pastor, I want to be saved. I want Christ in my life. He needs to be my Lord and Savior. From the Old Testament, from the New Testament, all the way today, we see the working of God. Nothing 
is by accident. Lord, I give you this invitation. If there's anybody here that needs to respond to you, to you, Jesus, the Lord saves is your name. Your hand is not too short. You don't come up too empty. God, I pray that we respond to you. Lord, help us have an obedient spirit like Joseph did. Lord, it's your birthday and we're here to celebrate because you came ultimately for us. God, this invitation, if there's anybody here that needs to join our church to give, your, to give their life to Christ, and I pray they have the boldness and courage to do so this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Chris and the band are going to lead us in a song. I'm going to invite everyone to stand. I'll be standing down front waiting for you to respond. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night and through the darkness your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul the work is finished the end is written Jesus Christ my living could imagine so great a mercy what art could fathom such boundless grace the god of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame the cross has spoken I am forgiven, the King of kings calls me his own. Beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever, Jesus Christ, my living the promise your buried body began to breathe out of the silence the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me let's declare that together then came the morning that sealed the promise your buried body began to breathe out of the silence the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me jesus yours is the broken every 
salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope, hallelujah, praise the one who set me free, hallelujah, death has lost his grip on me, you have broken every chain, there's salvation in your name. everybody be seated real quick. Zach, Mason, y'all come stand up here real quick. Zach, here's your microphone. God's certainly been working and I want to share what the Lord's been doing in Zach and Mason's life. Yeah. Uh, yes, good morning. Uh, this is Mason uh, Zarnecki and uh, I met with Mason. It's been less than two weeks ago and uh, we've been discussing things uh, about his faith and and um, and so Mason, he's come forward this morning to share. Uh, he wants uh, to share that you know, he is come to faith and you know he understands what it means to be saved and you know I, you're a junior at Lafayette High School correct and and uh, you know we talked for a long time a couple weeks ago and I, you know my you know, so much of what I was impressed with is you know Mason has, has a deep understanding of God's word and and of the Bible and uh, something that I certainly admire and uh, so he's been working through and struggling with God's word and, and the call to crucify ourselves and what that means and uh, so you know Mason you know we were just talking here he has the faith of a mustard seed we want to see that faith continue to, to grow uh, but Mason's coming forward this morning to uh, proclaim his faith and you know we're gonna work uh, towards baptism and, and meet about that so hopefully in a few weeks uh, in the near future we'll be having and celebrating Mason's baptism so I uh, would like to uh, introduce Mason to you and uh, yeah so yeah good It's always uh, a beautiful reminder of the gospel, especially as we celebrate Christmas. Christmas is uh, about uh, the gospel. So thank you, and yeah, we're very excited for Mason's decision. Uh, Zach, how old were you? What grade were you when you got saved? I was like six years old. I was very young. Six years old, goodness. So I was a ninth grader. Mason's in 11th grade. You know, it's actually, Mason's actually this past week when, when I was in ninth grade that I gave my life to Christ. It is always exciting to see teenagers give their lives to Jesus. And I want to, not only that is, Mason gets ba baptized and becomes a follower of youth group. Watch the Lord raise up this young man to really go into Lafayette High School and w witness and lead his friends to Christ. How encouraging and exciting is that? Mason, I rejoice with you. So I'm going to invite everybody to stand up. Y'all stay up here. We have a receiving line. Everybody come shake y'all's hand. And Zach's going to be baptizing Mason in a few weeks, so we have a special baptism service. If you need to be baptized as well, just let me know. And you can. Uh, everybody needs to always follow Christ in believer's baptism. So we rejoice with that. Thank you so much, Mason. All right, I think we have a closing song. <laughs> Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living. 